Wow, what's up, everybody? What's going on? It's Super Dave, and we are back again for the PA Political Revolution podcast. Man, I've been so busy. I've been working like a Hebrew slave around here, so that's why I haven't been able to get on on the podcast and do everything like I wanted to do it or whatnot, so I got a day off. I got a good fatigue day off, so now I have a special guest with me over here. We have a, a candidate running for position seven, Ms. Jordi Cardina. Is that the correct saying? Yes. And and, and hopefully we're going to have a good we're going to have a good program today. We're going to go into Ms. Cardenas's um, platform. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. I'm going to talk about some some current events also is mainly going to be the Mr. Um, Yardi Cardenas' uh, platform and everything. Wow, um, Ms. Cardenas, how are you feeling today? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here today. Great, great, great. Can you go ahead and give us a brief introduction about yourself and uh, tell us why you're running? Okay, my name is uh, Yadi Cardenas and um, I live in Porter and I have five children know that attend uh, public schools here my daughter is in um, her second year at Texas Southern University and I decided to run because I felt there was a need for a change you know we need to move uh, a different direction for the city and um I was usually looking from the sidelines and um, uh, in the past 20 years, I've noticed we lost um, more than what we uh, have the uh, here in Porather. And, and it, it feels at one point, like I said before, sometimes you think every time is the same, the same, the same. But at one point, it stopped being the same, and it just got worse in our city. So, so then you become concerned and you want to come um, and make a change, you know, bring, bring those voices that are not being heard in our community. Because if you look at the current city council and you look up the backgrounds, you see they're totally different from most of the makeup of for after, mm-hmm. you know. So I think there's uh, this connection from the real citizens of Port Arthur and their needs. Okay, okay, that's great. Now tell me, what's, what what do you believe is the biggest problem that we have in PA? The biggest problem that we have in, in Port Arthur is um, poverty and the unemployment rate that, uh, that most of our citizens, you know, are not getting higher. Right. So it affects like a domino effect. It affects us in many different ways throughout our community. It affects our children, it affects our families, it affects our husbands, it affects our, our moms, you know, it affects the teachers. Well, well I just want to say, I, uh, personally, I don't have a husband, I have a wife. Well, it affects, you know, our significant other. Right. Um, you know, it affects the entire family makeup. You know, the family, is, 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 it should be the the most important thing that we have, you know, the, the family unit. So we need to make sure that, that we have, that we stay together as a family, but it's hard when you have all these problems and, and, and you don't have jobs, you know, you have the unemployment going higher, and as a consequence, you know, the family suffers. Right. 
Right, absolutely. And uh, I'm glad you brought that point up because the economics, that's pretty much my number one priority concern as a citizen because everything goes off economics because we need money to do pretty much everything. And the, and the strong economy keeps the family together because if you think about what's what's the worst problem that people um, have in their relationship or all you most of it's about money, you know what I mean? So, so, so we have to have money. We have to have money to keep our economy going. We have to have money to um, to, to, to pay for our health care, to pay for the cars. We have to, it's, it's something that we just have to have. And that's, and I don't understand why the council don't focus on their 24-7. <clears throat> exactly. That's one of my issues because I feel that that should be the number one topic right now in these elections, the economy, the, the local economy right. of Port Arthur, you know, because it affects us in many ways. It affects us um, in uh, the schools. It's, uh, it's affecting yeah, the yeah. Our health. Yeah, because if it, you don't have money, you can't pay for the school items, wouldn't it? Yes, and and then um, we've been having. Um, we have had great improvement in our school district. There's still room. There's still room for improvement. Definitely. And, and, and uh, but we still have accomplished a lot in the past uh, maybe couple of years. And uh, let me tell you why I'm saying that because they have uh, now that early college program that no other high schools in the area, I don't think they have that partnership with Lamar, you know, where we now, uh, last uh, year, or class of 2020, we had some graduates that, that, that graduated with an associate's degree and a high school diploma. Wow. And, and, and to me, that's a big accomplishment, and that program's still going on. And I think that's one of the reasons why I say we have seen, you know, a lot of improvement. There's still definitely a lot to work on, and um, I'm very proud to say that I like. I'm always looking to work with them, you know, to make those improvements happen. And I always let them know, voice my concerns, and right. and then being very good about addressing the the current administration. So um, I'm, I have to say that it have you know. It, it, it affects our education system. It, everything is connected. Right, uh, absolutely. And and I want to bring up, they have a, um, a, um, a little news article about the NAACP, right? The NAACP had an interview with Angel San Juan. They was talking about uh, poverty. And some of the poverty they was cons talking about was going with the, I mean, the causes where there was some of the uh, tax abatements, right? And uh, from, from what I understand, the, uh, they're saying that some of the tax abatements are having having lopsided having lopsided deals, and those tax abatements have kind of cost the citizens the opportunity to get jobs. Because normally, what's supposed to happen with those tax abatements, in 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 lieu of the uh, tax money, you're supposed to actually have some jobs that are contracted out to that. You know, you're supposed to have some jobs tied to those abatements. I should say so. With jobs tied to the abatements, you know, where, uh, a lot of citizens have a better quality of life. You, you understand what I'm saying? What you kind of think about that, lady? Okay, I haven't been able to look at no current abatement uh, contracts. I've been trying to research on that, but I've heard a couple of comments from um, one from City Council Doucette, where he talked about, you know, on the last abatement contract, they have tied it down to. 
uh, tax breaks with un, uh, with employees, you know, of for after, you know, and and he mentions um, that it's 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 like they they let them know there's a process, but however, we have to think that it's not just. Um, the company the actual plants and i feel maybe we need to update it because it's not just the jobs at the plants but the plants give con contractors you know they give contracts to contractors right. so we have companies like i can tell you sacri turner um bechtel right. um uh the sun you know there's there's a couple of 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 contractors out there companies and i feel we need to look into that and we need to bring them as part of the tape of of the conversations of uh, keeping those jobs for our citizens and i think we tend to think that it's just the plants the jobs that are directly tied to the plants mm -hmm. but no we have a lot of jobs that are not being given to our uh, citizens through these this contractors so we need to bring them to the table and 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 create those conversations and 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 make sure that we uh, are looking for jobs for our citizens. Right, right, right. And and to the last time I talked to Doucette, Mr. Uh, Doucette, well, Councilmember Doucette, if I remember correctly, he was saying that we have a we have a new uh, new way of doing things with that. I believe it's uh, one source if I'm if I'm got the name correct, but it's something in partnership with the EDC. The EDC has like a list of names, and that um, they actually have like a, um, a form to go with them, where they have to actually, you know, hire them. Once they hire them, and uh, they have, they can't just fire them, hold them for about a couple of weeks, and then fire them. They have to fill out the information why they fired them. Have to have to, you know, fill out some information with it. And it's supposed to be like a better process. And then I'm happy for the council and the um, the. Um, uh, the EDC for doing that. So, you know, but there's still, you know, some more things that need to happen. But those small steps, I'm kind of happy with that. But uh, what do you want to say about that? Definitely. I think we need to sit down with EDC as well and let them know that we just don't want just those those um, plants that are, th those jobs that are in within the plant directly. We want the jobs too that are being given out to the contractors and they're the ones that are hiring people from outside town you know, right, they're the right. ones that are bringing the people from um, victoria McAllen, other surrounding cities as far as the valley right. texas so we need to include them as well and i feel that maybe that's where we have a disconnection and the misconception that because we're holding them accountable as far as the actual jobs in the plant directly with them there's more than that. Right. There's a lot of contracts given out to these different companies by the plants, you know. So we need to make sure that we include all those companies, that we bring them together, and and we discuss those jobs for our citizens. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely, and and also going with that. But well, let me go ahead and jump to a side side note on that. Um, a lot of people say. A lot of people say that they need to diversify the economy on that. But my opinion is, heck, if you can't get the economy 
right with the refineries, how are you going to get make you know utilize something else? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes, personally, yes, I understand that we need to focus on on the refineries. Right. And, but like as far as diversification, um, I think we should not rely solely on the refineries. Right, right. But it's it's something that we strongly need to look at and work. You know, and then we also have to look at what else can we bring in to Port Arthur? What other industries can we bring to Port Arthur? This is, I believe, one of the third largest ports, right. you know, in, in the United States. And like I read on the port uh, website, you can go and read it yourself and, and you'll be like uh, amazed of what they do right. in our port. All the things that, 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 that they come through our port. So there's a system where now you have the trains that they can unload mm -hmm. all that stuff right, directly right, from, yeah. from the docks and stuff. We have a small airport that we could probably be using to transport, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of things that can be transported. Goods, you know, that right, coming right. out of, you know, they could probably come through our port, you know. So we need to look to to, to see if we can pa do partnerships and how we can promote um, the use of the resources we have, like the ports, right. and and hopefully maybe attract uh, big big companies that can use uh, that can that we can have like a distribution centers. Right, you know, right, distribution yeah, centers yeah. would be good for our economy. Yeah, here. Be good, you be know, good. as long as we place them in a non-floody zone. Right, <laughs> you right, know? yeah, Because <laughs> we absolutely. we have to look at all those factors, you mm -hmm. know, and that we are um, a, a storm um place where we get storms constant every year we but um i think we could find places where we could probably you know have those businesses and we could definitely attract more jobs so i think that's some worth looking into right 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 absolutely absolutely and and also even before that even before this in my opinion too we need to go ahead and, and actually Focus on our on our procurement programs too, because the city we give a lot of money to people that's not here. You know, what I mean, we should be hiring more of our local businesses. I mean, this this is one thing, right? Now, the, I think the easiest way for a company to get rich and to really prosper, this is my opinion, using local government contracts. Now, you look at the case. With Calvin Walker. Calvin Walker is an electric company. He made his millions and his successful, uh, you know, business by having some of the local contracts. You know what I mean? So, you know, some people say there were some issues with it or whatnot. I'm not going to go all in on that because I know they have other companies that do the same thing that's been accused, whatnot, if not more. But you can see he, uh, Calvin Walker was a blueprint on how you could actually have a local company, have a, have a local business, keep the economy local, and then he can go ahead and train and do other things and kind of have a successful business local, you know. So uh, with me saying that, I think Port Arthur, we need to start doing a lot more internal looking at ourselves and and also not only with, with, with hiring local people, right, and also if we don't have local people to do the jobs, train, train some of the companies, that'll be able to handle some of the jobs. You know what I mean? If there's a need for something, yeah, we may hire somebody else out of town for it, but in the meantime, we need to get some training to get some kind of training infrastructure done 
through EDC or Lamar or whatever, where we can kind of fill that void with, you know, different companies. You know you know what I mean? Yes. To kind of keep everything internal. Because I think with those two things, with that and refinery, we could actually survive. But it's in my opinion that a lot of these council members have been sold off, been bought and paid for, and, and, and that causes... And that keeps our poverty level high, and that keeps our unemployment rate high. We have to look in how uh, we can make that viable. Like, um, how can it work best for our citizens? And um, I believe uh, one of the councilmen uh, said that um, they cannot uh, just, you know, it's not legal or something like that to just use a quota. But definitely... Um, Maybe uh, ADC or I'm not sure how they can work with those contractors and 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 see how they can be uh, helped through the small business uh, maybe and see how they can uh, get awarded those contracts you know maybe work with them to see how they can maybe the process is not what they're doing right right so maybe they need some training maybe some assistance on how to send those contracts to the city or right, right. how they you know maybe they're not following the the right um the the right way of presenting or the process of so right. so we have to look at the different factors to make sure that we also you know looking at, into our local citizens as well but we have to make sure that we're not um uh we have to make sure that it's all like within the legal yeah yeah absolutely and, and to me, basically, if it's a city, you can do what the, hell, what the hell if you want to do. You know what I mean? It's just my opinion. I mean, you, the city, the, the council and the manager, the procurement office, they set the guidelines for this stuff. You know what I mean? They can make it however they want it. You know, now, I don't know if it's illegal to only have put off the people or not, but, you know, I, I, don't, I never heard of that. You know, it could be. It could be. I never heard of that. But, you know, since we control the stuff, we could write it in. You know, we can... Well, the city council has the right to set policies, right? You know, yeah, and, yeah. And the rules for the city to to follow. So that's why I so, think. So, so, so maybe it's worth looking into and and how we're doing business, right? And, and probably that's one of the things we will have to do if there's you know a concern there that we will have to address because there's there's a lot of um, things that look like we need to address. Oh yeah, there's a lot of things and. and and I think I've heard it also, but I think there's more of some excuses from other council members and stuff that I figured that was bought and paid for. That's just my own opinion on that. I think um, my opinion on how business have been going on in the city is like our leadership has been too comfortable. Right. And, 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 um, and they are making decisions way in how they leave but they haven't seen the the changes that have transpired right. you know and there's a major disconnect with the needs the real needs of the citizens of Port Arthur so I think when you have that disconnection you cannot make the best choice for the citizens of Port Arthur because you don't know the real needs and I feel there's a disconnection and you just don't have to know them but you have to actually like feel those needs of the people you know, like, like, you know, that's that's what I'm 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 I'm, I'm saying that the, that's where the major disconnection is. Right, right, right. Okay. Now, how how do you think we can go ahead and and punish or fight back? Well, I'm a, I'm gonna give you my example. 
Um, a lot of people say that we can't actually punish the refineries or fight back at them for not hiring folks. And I understand that we can't physically make them do anything. We can't say this, but but it's just my opinion then, right? Say for instance, um, say for instance, if you had everybody on one accord, if you had, if you had all seven council members complain about the emissions going through the city, you know, just complain. You, you get seven council members on the news. Just imagine if Angel San Juan had interviewed all seven council members and they start talking about the um, uh, the emissions over here, we not getting jobs and, and they polluting this area. Just imagine if you had Commissioner Shane Senegal saying the same thing. Just imagine if you have uh, Deschatel saying the same thing. And also, if you want to put it in, in racial terms as far as minorities, because that's the actual play, because it, it is racially, you know, it, it is a, I believe it's a racial thing also. You know, you address all of that in the in the news media. I mean, you keep doing it over time, there's going to be some some bad publicity, you know. You know? And also, it's a good idea that I found that one of the council members told me a while back, I'm going to have a name, uh, names at this time. He had said that if you get, if you had wrote a letter to the, um, to the, uh, what's the highest guy, uh, the plant manager, right? And everybody signed and said, hey, you know, we're going to, we actually need these jobs and stuff like that instead of, and, well, no, let me, let me take that back. You had a letter, if you put in there with all these emissions, we're going to go ahead and form the TCEQ. We're not, you know, going to stand for this. You're polluting it while we're not getting the jobs for it. And the plant manager, they should be able to, you know, kind of do some or kind of change that also, you know, because you have a signed letter addressing your concerns to the plant manager. And then if you keep making a big deal out of the TCEQ or whatnot, they, you know, they should start hitting them with some fines, you know, but everybody got to be on one accord for that. You know what I mean? That's, That's why I said there's a major disconnect. Right. Because um, I, in, uh, between uh, the conversations that we should, we should be having with, with all the entities in our area, like right. county and, 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 and officials, city officials, state representatives, and our city council. So, um, and I also mentioned that our city council or our leadership has been too comfortable, you know, and they don't address um, those needs as they should be addressed. And when I said address, that needs to be constantly addressed aggressively uh, um, address, you know, and, and looking for those conversations and looking for those, um, those things that, that can help us move, you know, from, from being, uh, having this problem where we have the high un unemployment rate and we right. have all these emissions in being on the air in our city. And I and that's a good point that you brought because I find it um, that we have over 23 different commissions within the city of Port Arthur. Right. You know that they they have uh, the the police commission. Mm -hmm. They have the beautification commission. Oh yeah, little yeah. So so those are designed to help uh, our city council and to help our city, you know, address the needs of the city. But I felt that um, we are lacking. Um, I was looking it up, and it says um, beautification, something about environmental 
Okay. But oh, okay. Why, why, so, why, so why, I was why, thinking, why? you know, why do you have environmental underutilization? Yeah. So I was uh, trying to dig a little bit more about that because I feel with having the refineries in the area, we need to focus um, a lot on on those emissions that are being released, and we need to environmental health should be one of the biggest um, things, you know, uh, in our city. Right, right. So we need to promote that. And I think we need, it's time to create a new board, you okay. know, uh, that it would be specifically um, about environmental health. Okay. We, I'm not saying the plants are here to stay. Right, right, uh, right. We have to find a way to make it where all those emissions, you know, that are they releasing, we, we can actually have a stronger voice, right. you know. So maybe forming this, this, um, a commission for environmental health will help us validate those those needs those 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 um, things that we need to do in our for our citizens that right. we can go to state or whatever or report them and um, so we need I feel like it's just uh, I, I, the system that is currently in place does not to me is not strong enough and uh, and I find it uh, to believe that most of the money when they pay those fines don't mm. go don't come back to yeah, yeah, yeah. our city yeah that, that, that that's something that was kind of strange what i kind of find out myself after talking with this with um council member said and also greg richards right greg richards he's a um, guy's running for um district four and he also his big thing is about being a compliance officer he's been pushing that for for a long time now the talk with mr Doucette and um things what what he had told me and what if I understand them that the reason why they don't have a compliance officer or something like that is because um, TCQ EPA they don't really respect uh, they don't really respect any kind of information that we were given well, let me try to word that a little bit different um, I remember a legendary Robert Troy right legendary council member Robert Troy where I kind of learned a lot of my information gathering skills from he had he was that was his one of his things environmental he so he went to I think he had a a whole presentation about the stuff he went talked to the EPA and whatnot and they said that if they they wasn't listening to any type of they wasn't taking into consideration of the monitoring from the city so if they're not taking any consideration from the city it wasn't no reason to you know, have a compliance officer in the thing when strictly everything is going to go through the EPA, uh, TCEQ. And what he was saying, uh, Doucette, Mr. Doucette, your best way to fight it is going over to Austin and going to your state uh, representatives and stuff like that. He was saying that that's the, the route we probably want to do and try to get some of that money coming over to us also. Yes, but if we have a commission specifically for that, you know, we're going to validate those claims more. If we have a commission specifically for the environmental health and those emissions being put out in the air and they're being recorded and we specifically have, you know, someone working on that in, in a city council, we're going to validate that group of people because sometimes um, they look at some of the people that have been reporting or calling or or asking the community like they're uh, crazy that right. they're like you know oh look at you know whatever so we need to validate um, that commission we need to we need to have a commission that that is validated that is backed by our city and that is going right. to help us voice those concerns through our state representatives 
right. like you said, and uh, and hopefully get the money back into our city. That right. money needs to come back here because this is they're the ones we're the ones being affected by those emissions. So we need to lobby for that. Right. I can I can see I can, I can see a board that strictly that that I can see what you're talking. About. I can see that's for lobbying for that. But as far as doing anything local, I don't like like what uh, they were saying, right? Some of the council members stuff that EPA is not really listening to us. But I think that would be a good idea what you were saying, but more in terms of like the words lobby group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a um, like a board or something that kind of lobbies for that of the state. Um, that's just my opinion on what I, since that since EPA and I think they're not they, listening to us. TCEQ wouldn't listen to us they, on that. I think if we have a commission specifically for that, they they they're gonna have to start listening. You know, but we oh. have to push for that. It has right, to come right, from, right, from, right. from the top. We right. cannot just, they're not going to listen to any regular citizen or maybe this other nonprofit group that is trying to push for that. But right. but they're like, oh, they see sometimes are negative, you know, when you have these uh, groups of people that are right. fighting for the environment. So it has to come through, to, through our city too. I think we need to have, we, ne- we need to establish that. And we also need to use something where we can promote the health of our citizens because we're not like i said we're here the Mm -hmm. refineries are here and our health is being affected by these emissions so we need to find programs to help us counterattack those you know those uh toxic fumes that we're breathing And, and it's I, making us sick. Right. So, and also, so. like you said, if we had the jobs, we'd have the money to fight the, <laughs> the health care for it. Well, right. you know, it's amazing because, you know, that that everything, like I said, is connected. Everything is connected. And if it doesn't come from, from the top, from our leadership, there's a lot of things that cannot be validated, that cannot be done in our community. Mm-hmm. So we need to move towards, you know, uh, that. You know, um, it's, it's incredible that, I work uh, for Gulf Coast. You know, I serve on the board. I've been on the board for 10 years. Right. And so far... Gulf Coast Health? Health Center, okay. Yes. okay. Okay. And, um, and I'm very passionate uh, about keeping those doors open for our people because I see the need in our community, you know, for um, medication, for, you know, doctors. And um, so at this point, the last numbers I check, we've had over 20,000 patients come through our doors um, throughout the year. That's right. almost half of the population of Port Arthur. So those are unduplicated patients. That means that it's not, I'm not counting the same patient twice. Wow. Okay. That's over 20,000 patients that we've seen in Gulf Coast since the year started. That's almost half of the population of Port Arthur. Right. So that tells you the great need that we have also as as health, you know. So so since you said that, right? Um, what do you think about the the health department that's on Proctor being moved over to um, North of seventy three? <clears throat> well, I'm not in favor of moving the health department away because if you also look at the pandemic right now, I would uh-huh. like the health director to be a few feet away from you know our offices downtown yeah. where she, you know they need to do a press uh, release or they need she needs to come to the meeting and inform the city council the mayor what's going on in our city she should be you know close and it's and those services house always been on this side of town so um i'm kind of 
I was kind of surprised that they decided to move to move it away, you know, because um, even uh, someone mentioned to me, well, we have a lot of apartments that are on that side of town, you know, and they're Section 8 apartments, and a lot of people use the health department. Someone said that to me, you know, you know, and it's closer to them. But like I said, I don't want to think about um, in an, in a short term solution. I want um, I would like that those people that that stay in those apartments to eventually become homeowners and buy houses. There's a lot of houses being built by Lamar for us, right. and I'm sure that a lot of people that can come over here to the health department and use those those services so i think abandoning this this side of town it, i feel like we're abandoning this side and we still have residents on this side yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's just uh, to me um it, it doesn't i think everyone drives on this side of town when we need to go to the the health department i've used the health department my children have uh, most of them have gotten their shots there mm-hmm. so i mean i never had no problem coming on this side to get their shots so i don't know why will it be an issue now having to come here i never made it an issue um so and um and uh, and then on the other hand we need um to add more foot traffic to our area because yeah. if we're talking about revitalizing the downtown um taking away one of the businesses that attracts people to our downtown moving it away you know, it, it's going to be less people coming on this side. Right, right. Just, just, just hold on to that revitalization part. I'm going okay. to unpack that in a little bit. Let's go but ahead with this building first right here. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey I want to jump in all of it. Now, with this, now, it, it, it kind of perplexes me, right? I don't understand where people get their thought from. <laughs> like, like north of 73 is this much greater than south of 73. I mean, you basically have people living on what? Lake Arthur Drive on up to 365. You could say the YMCA. Well, actual residents, yeah, from the YMCA to 365. That's about five blocks. Just a few blocks where you have south of 73. You have people from all on, um, people from 39th Street all the way down to Proctor. I mean, all the way East as far as what Jefferson's apartments is, what is it? Jefferson's apartment, what is it? Um, the Jefferson Street, well, South Twin City, Normandy apartments. Well, well, that street actually, I think it's Jefferson Street, yeah, with Twin City, you know, the yeah. South the Twin City when you cross over, um, uh, Guffway. I forgot, I think it's Jefferson or not. You have them all the way east over there and all the way west to the uh, the bridge line, so there's more people south of 73. I don't see what. Uh, they 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 try to use that. So and another thing for the for the um the um the other health department, the the other excuse they say is that other people that other place other people use them like Needland Groves or whatnot. I mean, I, I never well we so we you basically want to move the the the, the building just to accommodate Needland Groves. Um, that's that's see. The someone commented to me trying to when I, I I had to argue you know I was thinking why are they moving it someone mentioned to me the section eight apartments that was not city council to say that to me but um I said okay I was trying to find some sense 
of as to why you know maybe there was a larger population on that area versus this other area of Porather. But I think, like you say, you're right. Uh, the largest population area is on on this side of 73. Yeah, that's what you I believe. You know, yeah. even with the number of apartments on that area on right. the other side of, of 73. So to me, that did not make uh, sense. So I said, yeah. okay. But then when they, um, one of the city councilmen mentioned, you know, that we also serve Nederland for niches and groves. And that's good that our neighbors, but, you know, we need to, we serve Port Arthur. Right. You know, and even with the grants that the city health department receives so we can help uh, Nederland for niches and groves, um, they were given to the city health department even knowing where that location was. So so those grants were not based on location. Right. And to tell you the truth, I think the grants is where like everybody can go to every every health department. That that's just my opinion. I'm not I think everybody can go to every health department. No, but, but but you know, but, but they mentioned something about money given so we can serve the surrounding cities. Right. But when they gave those monies, they were yeah. not they were not based upon location. Right. We're not pay- so, so we're not being tight, or we're not being required by. Yeah, you, by you're not. You're not required to, to move to, anywhere. You yeah. know. So, doesn't so, make any sense. So, 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 to me, it doesn't make no sense because we're trying to accommodate other people that are not our constituents, and, and this, our citizens. And, so and, and this is the main thing to that. I'm sorry, to say, yeah, this, uh, we, we have so much to say. We have a county public health uh, department. We have one in Beaumont. We already have a county, so with the county, anybody can go to there and and receive services. So, well, like they mentioned, we have Gulf Coast Health Center Memorial, mm-hmm. and we just don't serve for after. We serve, you know, we serve right. uh, yeah. groves, we serve Nederland, we we serve Porniches, you know, and we have the smaller uh, site on the west side, you know, by the recreational center. Yeah. So, um. I think I feel like we're abandoning this side. Right. Town. And even if it's if it's uh, twenty families that still live on this side, I think those twenty families deserve to have uh, a, a, a better uh, a better a better choice of medical yes, um, places. You know, right? even if it's for twenty fa- families, but they on this side, it's like are we abandoning them? Are what? we making it like uh, a, a more like a ghost town for them? Right. You just know, it's, it's, it's not good. I think. Yeah. Right. This, this is the thing. North of seventy three, right? You have what one hospital, four urgency care places, what five chiropractic doctors over there, uh, what at least what two or three heart doctors over there. <laughs> you know, you it, have um, five general health care practitioners. You have, what, three, um, um, what you call it, uh, like Tower Medical, the, the industrial medical spots. You have Tower what, and two occupational health. So you have a lot of medical spots up there with doctors, chiropractic, everything you name it you have everything even pediatricians up there. Yes. even pediatricians that they can give um that can give those uh shot records i mean right. shots to the little kids so Drug there's a stores. lot of uh, there's a lot of uh person doctors you know family doctors in that area yeah, too. Have most of them their right. office is not from within this side yeah you know? yeah like dr Rodriguez. yeah he have a he have one of the he mason created one down here on guffley but yeah he has one up there on north Tower. North of 73, 29th Avenue. I mean, there's a lot of medical places where people up there can go to. Mm-hmm. So 
And then this is a densely overpopulated area. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Now, go and jump into the next thing you were talking about. Before you say that, I would like to point out another thing. The health department has a a mobile unit. Right, yeah. The mobile unit that they use for the week. Right, right. So why would they have a mobile unit if, you know, they can use the mobile unit and try to reach out to the surrounding communities. And then there's no rule that we have to... Poor Arthur has to move their thumb right close to other cities. I mean, if, if whatever grants they receive, I, I'm pretty sure it didn't just start. I'm pretty sure we've been receiving the grants to let everybody go. So you can always come over there. I mean, exactly. it doesn't have any type of location. I think, like you said, location to move anywhere, you know. So, so if those grants were tied to location, I could probably understand. But uh, if they haven't been tied to a location and our health department has always been on this side and we've still been getting those grants to serve the surrounding areas, there's really no need to 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 do to move. And think about it. If a grant was used like that for a location, you would have to give the money to relocate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You either have to give them money to relocate or you would give them the money and they would be in that spot that you want to be in so no, it doesn't make no. sense where i have a question for you yeah. did the health department flood it during harvey i don't know i don't i don't think so did I our, don't, our downtown area had significant flooding during harvey no the, from, from what i know the downtown area is good at not flooding okay. and i think that was the reason why motiva wanted to buy those buildings would not because they did not flood a lot okay. so so you know that new location on ninth avenue uh, the the surrounding areas around there flooded. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, St. Yeah, Lucian yeah. Adams, which was a brand-new building, a brand-new yes. elementary, flooded. Yes, all of the schools, yeah, um, right, right. So, you know, why would you want to move to an area which would potentially be flooded again? Yeah, right, absolutely. You know? So, yeah. so it's, I, I think we need to look more into it, mm-hmm. and I think we need to hear about the citizens. Are, are they taking into consideration of, what the citizens of Port Arthur want. Right, right. We need to listen to them, too. I'm just one person who's disagreeing with it. Right, right. And I can give you my opinions, but um, what about the the people that live in this area closer to the health department what about the people that live over here on this side of the city yeah you just just kick us to the curb yeah but we cannot just take account the employees the staff at the health department right because i feel that we're here to serve the people not here to serve the employees right right we're here for the people of port arthur yeah and now we're going to go ahead on and jump into it right jump in the next topic just like you said, um, uh, well, let me well, let me go ahead and hit it this way. They had uh, another another person. Well, I'm gonna keep the name nameless one because it's not about you know attacking the person, right? But they had a person that was talking about downtown and revitalization of downtown, and that person was unsure about if if moving the health department north was a you know was a a good idea or not now just like you said you want to keep everything south of 73 as you possibly can because it's foot traffic if you plan on revitalizing anything in downtown well heck you don't even have to be downtown just south of 73 you want to keep all of the foot traffic here all of the draws that bring you in here because once you make it 
like 365 Independent are not coming into Port Arthur, you're not doing this city any good. You know what I mean? You, you, you're going to the gentrification. You're going to put these businesses out of work. I mean, you, you, because people don't have to come down here. So, And that's the simple economics that some of these, ignorant, I'm saying ignorant council members, either refuse to address or either don't know or they don't care. Okay, that's that's um, an interesting point because, like I said, we we need to hear from the people that live in this area closer to the health department. We need to see how they feel about that. We need to see. Um, I believe there's a small restaurant. Uh, yes, uh, I believe you're talking about Edith. Edith's. Edith's, yes. yes. What what? Great how, spot. How, how it's gonna affect them? Right, you know yeah, it's how gonna it's gonna affect them. It's just, it's just one small business that has been uh, thriving. You know, trying to survive in this area. So now, how is it gonna affect their small business? So we have to think contention. Everyone, no matter how small it is, um, no matter how many uh, people we have, that you may think, oh, everyone is important and it's essential to our community you right. know so we should you know not not just they should be also considered in this in this decision yeah you know yeah, yeah. and 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 like i said like you said the foot traffic is very important on this right. side absolutely absolutely foot traffic is very important it, it is very important and 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 you have to understand this when you're trying to revital revitalize an area you know we this, this isn't anything new Everything south of 73 has been pushed up north. The library been up or was pushed up north. With the administration building, school administration building been pushed up north. Schools been pushed up north. I mean, we're doing this big exodus of doggone down of, of south of 73, basically. You know, even the uh, the Civic Center, you know, Paul Civic Center should have been downtown. I mean. All of these is, is, is issues, you know. All of these is 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 problems for anybody talking about re- revitalization. And you have all these candidates just saying everything about revitalization and bringing Even, business back over here, right? And bringing business back, yes. And not only bringing business back, keeping the businesses that we already have. You have over here, man. They have a lot of a lot of Hispanic businesses right here on Port Arthur. A lot of food spots that I like to go to. I mean, and 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 other businesses. A lot, a lot of not only Hispanic, but, you know, black also. And they need to have the foot traffic in order to thrive out. Like I just seen a new a new um, FRC clothing spot. Guffway? Yeah, on Guffway across from what? Oprah's hair salon. Yeah. You know, that look, I haven't been in there, but that's that's a great spot to get Nomexes. Everybody working. That should be a booming little business right over there. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly, it's so much we should when we bring not only that foot traffic, but all the foot traffic down here. This is the thing. We we went wrong. Well, we it didn't kind of go wrong per se, but well, when we hyper develop north of seventy three, right? According, well, what I'm about to say is according to the Jeff Hayes and them. Now, when Jeff Hayes and them expanded the uh, Stone Gate, right? That was cool, but it kind of taken away from the actual um, having businesses downtown because you don't have to come down here. 
That was at least about 20 years ago when they said that I have the book. Well, you, you have to also look to uh, Jefferson uh, Chapin Center yeah, of yeah, Twin yeah. City. They, 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 a lot of the businesses, you know, including Texas workforce, right. move as far as 365, right. which I was shocked. I was in right. complete shock when I found out that that Texas workforce exactly why it is it, I mean Texas workforce is such an important you know right. resource for a yes. community and and don't tell me that everyone is by 365 right. and I know that they're gonna say okay Texas workforce is used by needle and growth for niches you know oh, as well but mm. the highest unemployment rate is right. in Port Arthur. And this was so, so so we need to make it more accessible for right. our Port Arthur residents. So where was our leadership when 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 Texas Workforce decided to relocate over there? Where was our leadership? Right. Why was it allowed to go as far as over there? So now we're moving the health department too. So yeah, do yeah, you see yeah. the, the, the trend? Right. The trend? So we should be concerned about the trend. Right. And even going. and even if it's something like the workforce we may not have control over. But we have control over the health department. You know what I mean? We have control of the health department. And we can also verbally denounce all of that. You okay. know what I'm saying? No, but we can we can be vocal. Yeah, vocal. We yeah, be, yeah. We can be vocal about about the text workforce. We could have been vocal about it. We could have done a, a something, you know, right. you know, protested right. that location. You know, we could have done yeah. a study of who's the people that use it more. Um, now we have to drive over there, you know, and I believe maybe the city added uh, transportation. Right. To, to, to they had to add transportation to that area, yeah. to that shopping center. With right. But it's still, I feel it's too not, for the people who use it the most mm -hmm. and need it the most, it's not as available. And, for and, our community. And Jefferson Shopping Center would be a great place to revitalize too. You know, it could be on the thing for downtown and over there, but man, you have everybody just getting the exits and you right there by Grove too. So no reason why that area shouldn't be. <laughs> yes. No reason why that area should not be thriving again. But like you were saying, you have to take a concerted effort from everybody on council to go ahead and have this as your culture. You have to have saving PA as your culture. You can't have one council member. You can't have, you got to have everybody from council, the EDC, the uh, county commissioner, uh, the rep state representative, everybody in pushing this reality. But, you know, we, 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 but the Hayes family, as we know, are the ones that actually made this development going in and made millions off of you know, the land, selling the land and property out. So, you know, that's what it is. With it. But we can fight. You know, we, we, heck, if we can't change it, we need to fight. We need to let everybody know who's the crooks, why is this going on, you know, and that's why I try to do what I do. I try to kind of bring a voice to that, to bring a voice to the people that are voiceless. And, and a lot of people have a criticized, no, oh, Dave, say this, Dave, say that. Yadi, don't go over there and talk to Dave, this, isn't that, he gonna do this, this, and that. I mean, but the thing is, if you hate me or you don't like what I'm saying, you must be a crook. You know what I mean? You must be a crook or you don't have the best intentions of the city in your, in your, in your hands, you know? Um, I think we have to look at, we have to have these conversations. So sometimes we 
they might be too uncomfortable because sometimes we don't like change. Right. You know, so uh, I certainly disagree with some of the things or your ways, you know, but here we are having a conversation. Right, right, and, yeah. And this conversation is um, actually very... Uh, productive you know we're, we're having a conversation right. we're not you know having no arguments you know and like someone said we can always agree or disagree but we have the best intentions for our community right absolutely you know? absolutely so, and so, so we are on that yeah you yeah know? And, and absolutely you don't have to nobody doesn't have to agree on how the way i do stuff or even like my like the way i do what i'm trying to do is get you to think get you to think for your own self don't listen to no puppets. Don't have nobody out here telling you to do something where you just brain dead, where you actually can't understand, you know, the uh, regular stuff. Just, just like I was saying, if, you, if you're talking about revitalization, you can't really be okay with moving something because you can't agree with moving the health department because that's where most of the people are at to use it. Well, that's a straight contradiction to revitalization. You revitalizing to get people to come down there. You're talking about moving the health department because more people are up there. So it's it's a lot of stuff that people don't really know or understand. Contradictory. Yeah, yeah, contradictory to themselves. And also you need to have a love for this stuff, the love for this city to not... You don't have to be on, on these boards and the thing, the EDC board or Innovation Commission. You can do it if you want to, but at least go to these council meetings. Start watching what's going on. Start talking to council members you like and you don't like. You know what I mean? Watch these decisions that make that make up anything. You know, watch these decisions that make up stuff going, man, we're doing good. We're doing good. I think I'm gonna go on one more topic right here to kind of keep it in and then we might have to do a part two to this because I didn't get a whole do a whole bunch of stuff, you know, I wanted to get to. But that's good, though. That's good. I'm glad we're talking about this. One more thing I want to talk about is the false conception of unity, right? Now, every every council, every council person candidate talks about unity, right? I want to go and, and you know, be a unified voice on council, I want to go stop all the bickering arguing. I want to go on council, be a unified voice, a unified voice. Now, the problem I say with that is, is that how can you be unified when you have a person that does not want to do right by the citizens? If you have a corrupt person on council or a corrupt council, how can you be unified and sit back and let the things go on? A un, uh, that's the problem. A unified council has been unified in the degradation of the quality of life that we have in here at Port Arthur. Do you want to speak something on that? Yes. Well, um, I think the only um, way to, to reach unity is if we have, uh, we need to be free thinkers. You know, we need right. to be free thinkers. We need to always put the the people of Parata first, you know, that yeah, we, need, we need to be unified in doing that, yeah. you know, not being unified with the, the, the person, the city council, you right, know, but yeah, we, we yeah. need to maybe move towards the same goal, have the same passion and, and, and create that difference. But we all need to uh, bring that to the table 
So, right, right. so, so we can all make the the decisions that are best for a city, you know. But right. I I agree with you. You can't. You don't want to come to to city council. I don't want to be elected to be unified to the old system. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to be unified to the old system because I feel the old system hasn't worked for our community. Right. You know? And because if you're unified to the old system, you can't make a change. So making a change and being unified to me are contradicted terms because what's been unified is the is the downward spiral we've been going in. Yes. And if somebody actively is against on council doing some corrupt things, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to be vocal and actually kind of go ahead and change in that. And and, and and that's 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 what I'm um, want to bring to the table as well. Right. You know my own voice. You right, know, right. and when I see that, speak up. You know, be 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 that voice that is not being heard in our community. So you're gonna be a fighter on the council, right? I I am gonna fight for the community. Okay. I'm gonna okay. fight and I'm gonna put them first okay. because I want to serve the community of Porter and I want to serve the entire community right. i'm not just about the hispanics i'm not just about the blacks i'm not uh putting anybody in a different um in a right. di you know um, i'm not making any difference in yeah, that, right, not being, yeah but, discriminatory but, against yeah, somebody because i think as, as far as um unification we need to unify in fighting those Right, 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 right. So that's 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 what I'm going to be doing, and I want to, you know, be doing, uh, speak up for the for the people that are not being heard. Right, you know? right, absolutely, absolutely. So, absolutely, it's great. So the problem is, we got a lot of people saying the same thing. Hey, hey, I want to be unified, unified. Hey, we we all want to be unified, helping the city. They give it that old false preacher sermon <laughs> or whatnot. But then again, they're going in and, and, and stealing the money, they're doing certain things. Like, for example, I don't want this to be about any particular person on council. I'm just going to say a council member, right? Now, you have everybody on the council says that they're for this and for that, right? Now, on the last council meeting, you have a city attorney specifically telling you that you cannot use taxpayer funds to pay for certain group memberships. Say, for instance, like it's the NAACP or with the Hispanics with LULAC or Asian group. You, you know, you cannot use taxpayer dollars on that. But we have one of the council members so arrogant that they, they say, well, what can we do to do that? You know what I mean? And, and, and we have another council member on there asks, can we set up a committee to do that? I mean, and, and, and it sounds nice, but a lot of people may kind of, a lot of citizens may pass over their heads. Like, you can't form a committee to misappropriate funds. taxpayer dollars, funds. That's like saying, well, I want to have a committee to see if we can use taxpayer money to go gamble, to go to casino. That sounds like a good idea. Let's go get a committee on that. Man, that sounds like a good idea. You know what I mean? So we we all, a lot of people want to sit by and let this go on. And you have some that talk about it. So my opinion, we need to call this misappropriation route. It's pretty much theft. And you have people on here that's stealing the money, you know. But a lot of citizens or blinded for them, whether that person's occupation, they may be a pastor, 
They may be a judge. They may be well-liked. They may be a community organizer. They will look past all of that stuff. They will look past the actual theft on council or misappropriation of the funds in that. You know what I mean? It's kind of I think crazy. it's because that's the importance of, of having a diverse council, you know, that, that has diverse backgrounds and can speak freely about that. And when those situations arise, you know, they can be outspoken, you know, rather than trying to find a way to make it work, you know, right, yeah. that, that is, it's not legal. So I right, have to do what's right. Yeah. So, so we need like, that's the importance of having a like, diverse council, you know, that is going to get in there and it's going to understand that there are times where we're going to have to be outspoken rather than, than, uh, trying to find ways to, to have this happen, to, you know, that is not uh, legal. It's, it's misappropriation of funds. So, right. so you're gonna have. Um, I think it's very important that, that the people of Porater, you know, look at the people that they're going to elect and see if they're gonna be that voice too. You know, are right. they gonna be in in uh, in agreements with with that type of situation, or are they gonna keep letting that happen, or you know, are they gonna listen to the city attorney? City attorney is there for a reason. Right, right. You yes, man. Absolutely. And and then. And then this is so blatant. A lot of you know, a lot of people say they have some issues with the city attorney. You know, I have mine also, but this is a complete issue where there's really no comparison. There's no, but you can do this if you know the charter says that the council members only you know get this, get a, a stipend, and you know whatever else. Car five hundred dollar yeah. car allowance. Yes, yeah, car allowance, and. Boom. It doesn't say nothing about, you know, these other classes up. Now, it's good you go to some of the little classes, but membership, just group memberships from the NAACP or Black House Member Association, Hispanic House Member Association, Asian House Member Association. I mean, it's something you just can't do with the tax dollars. And um, and um, this episode went great. I'm about to go ahead and kind of close it out. Ma'am, you can give me a closing statement, anything you want to kind of mention about yourself or your platform that we didn't get to um, right quick. And, you know, I do that. And obviously, if you want to have a, a part two, Liz, we definitely can have a part two sometime. <laughs> well, um, I want to thank you for having me here this afternoon. And I want to tell um, everyone in Port Arthur that I would love to be your next city councilwoman. Uh, I would like to be your voice. You know, I would like to voice the the needs that affects our community greatly, especially the unemployment rate. And then we're gonna focus on other areas as well as um, as crime education and programs for that are believe are, are greatly needed in our community. Like um, like I said, I want to have programs that are educative towards more like the the senior citizens and people that are older that don't understand technology. Right. So, so I think we need to, to start looking into those things too. Right, absolutely. And I want to say I appreciate you coming on here. I told you this would be harmless. It, it's, uh, I, I, I don't bite. Yeah, nobody's going to run you out of here, anything like that. So I want to say everybody, um, you know, check out Ms. Ms. Uh, Cardenas' platform. You know, if you like her, give her a try. Obviously, she's a brave person to come on my show. 
And I'm pretty sure people done told her, oh, don't come on. Oh, no, you don't want to go on Dave's thing. So, you know, she's one of the brave ones. And they came on here, told her it wasn't going to be harmless. Nobody's going to beat up anything. So I had, I, had, I had actually made it a goal that I would speak to anyone who would like to speak to me. Right, right, you know, right. Regardless right. Of, of, of affiliation, of, mm-hmm. of um, party, Right. You know, or, you know, I, I'm running for an at-large seat. Right, yes, so, absolutely, so absolutely. So I have to be more available to everyone. Right, so, yeah. you know, thank you for having me here. Yes, again. ma'am. Everybody, if they don't come on my show, don't want to come on it, and you got to question them. I look at them a little bit sideways if they don't want to come on my show. But, uh, ma'am, again, uh, best wishes to you in your search for the um, for uh, position seven. Really do appreciate you coming on here, and uh, thank you for, uh, for a great interview, and um, hopefully you'll come back on here sometime. Thank you. Appreciate it. Peace.